Sie hören Sport und Musik. In a world where fans fight over whether to call it football, football, or soccer, two German men defy the odds and call it Fußball. Bringing you inside the German-American Fußball experience. And now, here are your Yes. Schnitzel boys, you two lovely schnitzel boy boys. How you doing? Yes. How you doing, I I'm doing good. How are you doing? My I'm doing okay. I, my uh, nose is... I'm, I'm a single man, so I don't do much. I, did, I thought Valentine's Day was yesterday, to be honest. Uh, oh. But yesterday was Super Bowl. I watched the Super Bowl. Yes, did you watch the Super Bowl? I did watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, I have limited investment, but I did. Uh, I did watch it. I thought the halftime show was excellent. I was, uh, oh, yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the halftime show. It was, um, yeah, Mary J. Blige just touches my heart. It was She's lovely. Amazing. It was lovely to see her. Yeah, Fifty Cent. Fifty Band. Cent. Who does? <laughs> two dollars now. He's two dollars now. Boom, boom, boom. But he, yeah, was, yeah, he was there. He but is... the, I was a little confused by the Fifty Cent and even Mary J. Blige because Fifty Cent is from New York. He's a Queens dude. Right. I think it was an L.A. deal, so it's Dre, it's Snoop. Snoop's from Long Beach, Dre's from Compton. I would love, I wish maybe Ice Cube could have maybe done a little reunion. Mm. Uh, maybe they could have gotten Tupac's hologram. I think Tupac's also from L.A. Uh, yeah. I think, I could be wrong about that, about Tupac. But there was like a whole L.A. Yeah. crew. I thought that was the whole point. That's why they had like the local neighborhood and they had the map there. But with that, you know, because Eminem's right, right, from right. Detroit. But either or, it was essentially of Dre's guys because Dre produced. Yeah, Dog, I thought that was the, that was the, right. 50 Cent. Yeah, that was um, the that so, was the connecting tissue was the Dre right, Papa Dre. Yeah, and it was very good. I thought the, the live performances were great. The dancing was on point. It was a really great show. A really, really mm -hmm. good show. I would love for those cars to maybe hop a little bit, right? If I could say so myself. Yeah, that was that would have been nice. Would have been nice. I mean, they probably had the budget for it. But so I don't know. Maybe next time I'll direct the Super Bowl. I'll get some hopping cars. <laughs> you'll, you'll you'll show them how it's done. I'll show them how it's done. I'll show them how it's done. Uh, you know, uh, then, um, <laughs> you know, once upon a time, I coached this guy who specialized in flying people, which is a very, like, there's people that fly set pieces and put them on the ropes. Oh, okay. Right, right. But this guy specialized in flying people, and I think he was part of the crew that put Katy Perry on that giant tiger. Ah, right, right, right. Ago. Okay. Uh, and I thought that was pretty cool and pretty daring. Um, so there have been some really cool Super Bowl halftime shows in the past. Some really cool ones. Prince is probably still king. But last night was good. I've seen yeah. it, I think, three or four times since. Uh, I liked the um, Beyonce um, Coldplay one a lot. That was a really good one from a couple right, years ago. Right, right. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, but overall, LA one. I live in LA. I haven't seen or noticed anything. There's been no difference in traffic. I haven't seen any honking. I haven't seen any fireworks. I've heard nothing about it. L.A. as plastic as ever. 
They won. People did get excited. You know, Nobody cared. People, um, the Rams fans are probably more than happy with it. Well, I mean, but most people in LA are not Rams fans, so. No. And the the Rams are relatively recent, right? They moved to LA. They've only been ish. I think there was an LA Rams like back in the day. And then, you know, I'm wrong. I, I remember when I remember I, when I when I live in middle school. I remember watching the St. Louis Rams win the Super Bowl. Right, right, right. That's where they. But I think they were in LA before St. Louis. Yeah, it's, it was the Rams and the Raiders for a while, right? And then the Raiders moved to Oakland, and the Rams they were Oakland, moved to St. and now they're the Las yeah. Vegas Raiders. Right, uh, right, right, right. Oh, NFL. Oh, American sports. MLS, you take too much from them, as I was a big, big fan of the old San Jose Earthquakes. And, the, and, that, and then the they moved to they moved to Houston. Houston. But no, then they got Houston. him back. Yeah, but the San Jose Earthquakes San Jose is like a different San Jose Earthquakes. You know what I mean? Right. Like the, so kind of like the Rangers. It's like I wonder if it feels different. Because it's like a new organization on paper – the Rangers. Probably oh, the. the oh, you mean oh facility. because of the because of the state where I am right now. You're you're asking me. Yeah, I'm I'm outside. Oh, is of, it Ibrox? I, this is yes. I'm outside of Ibrox. I need your I need your advice. I don't know. <sighs> Jimmy Sands. The many stages of grief. Right. I have. I've I've been uh, I've been through it. I thought I had reached acceptance, but then I saw this weekend in the Scottish Cup. The mm-hmm. Rangers were playing a team called, what were they called? Anon, Anon Athletic? Apicus, right? Anon, well, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, Anon Athletic, I think so. Anon Athletic? It was Kofi and, uh, Anon Athletic. It was Kofi. Kofi. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, uh, <laughs> it sounds sort of vaguely med- medical, Anon, Anon Athletic, but... Yeah, yeah. So, a non-athletic team, a very non-athletic team. Uh, and so after sitting on the bench, Jimmy got the start at center back against this team. And it just made me so angry. I don't know. He's like, cause that was clearly, it was clearly like the B squad that they ran out for yeah. this. And so for him to sort of be firmly established as a second team player, it's just very upsetting. And uh, so I'm out here well, at the point. Sorry, let me, you finish. no, no, I'll give you your... no, please. No, no, please. What's the point? What is the point of, to compete point. and get better and be the best version of yourself and to, to earn a starting spot. So you do that by training and cup games. And well, isn't the whole but, point of going to Europe to challenge yourself? But you're, you're, you're implying that this is a true meritocracy and that he actually isn't as good as these other guys, which I... Mm, not necessarily, but like if you're, if you're not a local, like if you're from somewhere else, like in the Bundesliga, if you're from Ghana or something... You have to be twice as good as the locals mm. to get a spot, mm. and, and 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 so so it's not it's not really so it's a meritocracy, but it's like an extreme meritocracy. So I mean, in you know order to like in the okay. in the performance world, you can't just be better. You have to be extra better because there's only a few spots, and those spots are taken up by friends and family. So you have to get in there as a stranger to be exceptionally good. Too, too, like Steve Martin once said, you have to be too good to be ignored. Right. You have to make and yourself. For American soccer players going to Europe, they don't just have to be as good or a little bit better than the locals. They have to be so good that they can't be ignored. And that's the point. And who wins? We win because those players are the, become tippy top class players that play for us and our national team. And 
mm-hmm. you know, that's the whole point of it. You know, so he goes to Scott. He has to earn their trust. He has to win the fans. He has to he has to be a perfect version of himself. Can't be here in MLS hiding and you know the, the depth in MLS is not the, the clubs in MLS aren't as deep. Mm. You know, if you're healthy, you can play. You'll play. Um, and then if you won't play, you'll play in a couple weeks. Usually, you know, it's the road. There's a rotation at least. So this is the whole point. I, you know, I, I, I know you think the Scottish League is inferior to, to, to Major League Soccer quality wise. Sure. I mean, I don't. Whatever. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to keep beating beating that that horse. I yeah, I do I, I do think, think that I don't think it's important. I think just because this this kind of relates a little to Jordan Pivot, the Scottish League, okay. the Swiss League. There's no point in arguing its physical quality. Like you measure it with a mm-hmm. measuring stick, and be like, I don't know. The, the the clubs have two million dollars more worth of players, and it's a point five more faster. Pa pa pa. It's a waste of time. The leagues are close enough. Fertig, done. Uh, however, for Jordan Pifak and James Sands, they're strangers, they're foreigners, they're U.S. internationals. They have to be too good to be ignored in that league. Mm-hmm. Jordan Pifak's doing a very good job. He just scored another goal over the weekend. James Sands, that's on him. He's a new guy. He's just there, just like Ricardo Pepe. It's his job to get on the field and score goals and make himself too good to, to be benched. Like a great player that's useful will never be benched. I don't care what the coach is. Okay. The coach will always play his best players. He has to, well, or else he'll get fired. So, so James so the, Sands the, is not he, proving that he's indispensable to the Rangers coach, who is... Who's the Rangers Gio, coach? Gio von Bronckhorst. Uh, Gio von Bronckhorst, great player back in his day. Um, former Rangers, great. Former Dutch, great. Um, he... James Sands has to prove to Giovanni Bronckhorst, hey, you have to play me. I'm your best number six you have. That's on James Sands. He has to make himself undeniable. All right. Yeah. Well, and thank you the for... Point. That's why James Sands would go to Europe to do that. That's his point. He's 20. How old is he? 20? 21? 21. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the age you do it, and that's what you do. So I know he's not playing, but again, it's you're not allowed to be like, play our players. They have to earn their spot. You know how Pulisic, people are like, oh, he should play more. It's like, okay, what do you see when he's playing? Do you see a guy that has to be started the next game? No. No, you do not. So that's on them. Um, so that's my harsh. Valentine's Day is about tough love. All right. This is tough love Valentine's. No, Day. I mean I was I was looking I was looking for your advice because I'm here outside the stadium and I'm ready to I'm ready to bring him home. Like if they don't if they don't appreciate him, if the only the only way they run him out if they're playing Anon, Kofi Anon Athletic, the seventeenth right. place team in the eight eighth division. I don't eighth know. Division. In yeah. some Still a full kind of division. cup game. It's well, my. They win? I, Wasn't it three nothing or something? What was the score? Yeah, they went. Yeah, they won. Yeah, he got a shutout. How do you do? Gonna, James Sands do? Gonna, I didn't watch it. I mean, do defenders get shutouts? Aren't they called clean sheets for stuff? Clean Indeed, sheets, shutouts. Get, I've been hearing whatever that it is. More. I'm hearing defenders. But does it count? Sheets. Does it mean anything if it's against a non-athletic? Yeah, he used to be the head of the UN. Isn't that's not a nobody? <laughs> There we go. Let's well, score. it was three nothing, right? Hold on. Three or four. Five, five nothing against Hearts on thing. 
Three nothing against Anon Athletic on Saturday, two days ago. Congratulations, Anon Athletic. Grayed out. I don't think I can click on their info. Oh yes, I guess I can. I th- I think I mean I I really appreciate everything you're saying and I'm taking it in and I I mean I also I've been coming I still think this was not a good move for him I continue to think that he but he's an adult this is what he wanted and now he's gotta he's gotta figure it out I do I think the way that there is this discrepancy in that league there's two good teams and everybody else there's three teams with a winning record in the scottish premiership everybody else has a losing record the rest of the the teams and it just seems like that doesn't play to his strengths like to be sort of defensively solid unspectacular number six is not enough somehow there's you know you have to do more stuff but i think i think i'm going to take in what you're saying and just let him be i'm not going to interfere i'm not going to roll out my my banner come home jimmy i'm well, not going to way there I, I mean, mean what else is have you gone well, to the it's stadium? a very Go it's inside. a very pl- no, no i don't i don't know i don't we'll see i don't maybe I'll, if they I'll how's the they, haggis they're, they're playing a good halftime haggis so it's it's better than I thought it would be. Yeah, the food, the 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 soccer less good than I thought. The food better than I thought. Football, Higgis. Yeah, um, uh, there's a great Scottish soccer podcast. I think it's called Off the Ball or something like that. Where it's these two thick, accented Scotsmen just talking about football for an hour, and I love it. Like what did you get? What did you get? Um, we should get we should get my friend we should get my friend Kier on one of these days he can straighten us, so straighten we just attack us out. Scotland over and over again and there's no one here to defend themselves I guess I'm trying to be the proxy <laughs> defender you know but no like, but I think I remember remember when Clint Dempsey I want to relate to this it's not exactly related but it's kind of along the same lines remember when Clint Dempsey left Tottenham to come to Seattle Sounders big money move boop, boop, boop. right 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 Jorgen Klinsmann came out and said, well, it's a, I, I'd rather them be in Europe, but now he's got a new challenge. Now he has the whole club on his shoulders, and he has to be a club leader, and he has to lead a club. And he was right, and Clint Dempsey did that and did a really good job, I thought. Um, right. So it's not exactly the same, but like, so you're saying James Sands going to some big fish in a small pond, which isn't going to serve his development. However, he has a new role. There's a big club, and he has to be the best number six on the team to play that role. So he has to make himself yeah. better on a very competitive club full of a lot of other very competent number sixes. So that's his challenge. It's not the league. It, the challenge is between him and himself. It's between him and the club. That's sort mm-hmm. of the challenge. I appreciate that actually when you say that because, um, yeah, I mean, Ronnie Dyla said something similar. Actually, he was asked about it uh, the other day and he said, Ronnie Dyla, coach of NYCFC, former, co- for- former Jimmy's, coach of Celtic. Former oh, coach of Celtic, right, right. Yeah. And so he knows, yeah, he has some insight. And he was saying, basically, it's not so much that the the level of football or soccer is so much higher, but the pressure is different. It's a, just a different level of expectation, different level of of scrutiny in, you know, in, in Glasgow. You know, half the town loves you, half the town hates you because there's it's only Celtic and everybody's either Celtic or Rangers. And it's just a level of, of pressure and expectation that he's not used to. And so, all right. 
I'm going to let it be. We're going to see what happens and let him let him find his way, hopefully. Sink or swim. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it does well for him. It's a loan. I know it's an 18-month loan, but it's still a loan. <laughs> Technically, if it doesn't work out, I can cancel it. You can always go back. Who, who's his replacement NYCFC? So we're going straight into America talk, right? So who, well, how's NYCFC's preseason going? Well, they've they've won all their games except one, which they tied. They they the videos. Listen, I know better than to put any any value in preseason results. A few years back, you know, in the beginning, mm-hmm. the first couple of years of NYCFC existing, every year I would look at the streams and look at the new players. I thought at some point that poor Fred Briant, who just recently retired, was like was the a second. Former- Revs defender, right? Right. He, from the he was. He, he he played for us. He played for us for a while, and then he he moved to DC United. For he was oh, okay. at DC United for a few years, and he just retired. Uh, I think a couple months ago, and he was he was solid center back. But in the when he first arrived, uh, uh, in preseason, I thought he was the second coming of Jerome Boateng. I was just so. Oh, oops, sorry. Oh, <laughs> I'm looking him up. The mystery, I'm looking him up after the mystery of Fred Briant. <laughs> whenever, whenever you type, you play random. You play random. So drops. Fred, not it's Felix like, Briant's a different soccer player. Frederic Frederic Briant, who was really uh, uh, who was really a sweet, a very sweet guy, a very tall man. But anyway, based on his preseason performance, I thought he was just what the doctor ordered, and he was going to be the Jerome Boateng of MLS. And, you know, he was not. He was good. Um, all this to say, I've learned to not get too excited about preseason games, but the videos were lovely. The young kids are the saw, have, have, have more sauce than we've ever had in the front line. Talis Magno is, is shimmying and shaking past people, and Tiago is nutmegging left and right. Santi Rodriguez scored, and... Tati Castellanos, who we thought was gone, is not gone. He's still he's still there. There's he would like to go. Ten million dollar offer. Turned down ten million from River Plate, and he Mm -hmm. went on the radio and said he kind of would want to go. Um, which I guess from his Argentinian radio or uh, yeah, Argentinian radio. He said he would be interested in this move, and the way Mm. he explained it is that he thinks because of the coach, I think Gallardo is his name, right. That River he would Lennon, have former DC United player. That he would have some. Yeah. That he would have a shot, perhaps, to make the World Cup squad. Which I think that's probably a long shot in any in any scenario. But that was kind of his his I guess dream that he would go to River and do really well and perhaps squeak into the the Argentinian World Cup squad. Uh, that that doesn't make sense. If you're crushing at River, yeah. like you're on the radar. If you're crushing at NYCFC. You're like they're looking at you, but they're, you're not exactly on the same radar as if you're yeah, crashing in Europe or at, or at River. Perhaps, yeah. Uh, so that's anyway. That's in any case, that's his his uh, calculus, and uh, uh, I think it may not be over. The what I read is that they're they they'd be open. I think the club wants 15 million. That's their number. And uh, so if if River was if River was. Uh, well, River, they they just sold. Uh, um, oh, I can't remember his name now. To to Man City, so they have a little they have a little money, Spending and so 
Um, well, I thought I thought Castellanos wanted to go to Europe. I thought I thought he, I thought he was just Europe. That's like, that's sure what also America. that's what I also thought that that would be yeah. his next his next move. But but I guess the river, yeah, like I just said, the river offer is appealing because of this connection and this idea of making the World Cup squad. So I don't think I think the Argentinian window is still open for a little while, for a little while. Yeah, it's and mid February, so, so I don't know. I guess the European still... window closed two weeks ago. Yes, but I guess from a league, I don't exactly know how it works. But it's funny you mention that. So Manchester City bought an Argentinian from River. I'm gonna look up his name while you're talking, Castellanos. Yeah, well, I'm asking you. So Man City didn't get Tati Castellanos on their books, technically a CFG. They went and got some other guy from Argentina, and then that club is gonna sign Tati Castellanos off the CFG books to replace him. Perhaps yes, or, so, they, or well, try, trying so they to have anyway, more faith yeah. in this other guy as opposed to the guy that they already bought. Well, yeah, it's Jul- Julian 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 Alvarez is the name of the of the man. He's a, yeah, he's a 22 year old. Yeah, interest. Yeah, that, yes. So clearly they Remember they value NYCFC him. Plays, maybe he'll be part of the loan army. Maybe he'll be an NYCFC player next year. <laughs> I thought there was there was some there was some. I thought that too. I was like, oh, maybe this is just some kind of weird circular. Uh, but apparently not. Apparently he's in Pep's plans. He was saying how he's definitely uh, he's still going to be in Argentina until the summer, and then he's going to be with City in preseason, and I guess then they'll decide. But um, he is he isn't he's in their plans on some on some level, and Tati is not. So sorry, right. I need to <laughs> type in the Bronx. So I want to bring so I want to I want to bring up two things for you. One I can't find. You'll probably find it. So first things first, NYCFC have their first competitive game tomorrow. Tomorrow, yes, which is why I cannot go on a Valentine's Day date with my wife until Wednesday. Are you going to be in Costa Rica? <laughs> is that what? No, no, not this time. Want. Last time we did we did go. Uh, no, we did go last time to Costa Rica to watch the first awesome. ever, the worst ever CCL game, which is really, really fun. Um, pre or last, our last big trip pre COVID. Uh, and we're going to, you know, I'm going to Los Angeles next week to see the, the return leg of this. So Costa Rica is not in the cards, but, uh, nice. yeah, it's tomorrow at 8 PM. Uh, you want to talk about the, the the better the better champ the better Champions League the other Champions League the real Champions League the Concacaf I love the Concacaf well let's talk about that I want to talk about NYC I have two things one is that okay and then two is something I saw in the Bronx Weekly paper you know what I'm talking about no the Bronx Monthly okay the Bronx BID the Business Improvement District Okay. There's a thing when I used to live in Sunset Park. It's called Sunset Park BID. I think it's like right, right, right. a struggling county, probably has tax incentives to incentivize businesses to show. I think, probably. If I had to guess what a BID is, it's something like that. Mm-hmm. The Bronx BID bought a full page ad in the Bronx newspaper, the Bronx. Oh, newspaper. yeah, yeah. I did see this. And then and then they put an appeal to Sheikh Mansour in Abu Dhabi or wherever he lives. And they're like, please, Sheikh Mansour, we just won the cup. We need you to build a stadium here. We haven't heard anything from you in forever or something. It, it, it was the Bronx County government writing 
a full-page ad in the newspaper mm. appealing to Sheikh Mansour to build a stadium in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. I'm very confused by this. Okay. I thought they've been bending over backwards to build a stadium in the Bronx, but the people that have been dragging their feet has been the government. Am I it's, wrong to think that? It's very, very confused. It's a very confusing situation, which I would be happy to unpack for you if <laughs> if you want to spend the time. It's a uh, uh, real quick, real quick. Uh, yeah. Okay. Qu- quick. So is Shake? Maybe just boil it down for me. Just we'll, we'll spend four minutes on. Is I don't it know because Miami kind of had the same criticism where it's like you, you read all these articles, can't find blah blah blah, and then like the mayor or someone came out being like. The, the Miami folks haven't talked to us in a year. You know what I mean? They're just like, we're hearing nothing from them. So we don't know, you know, and that's very surprising. This almost seems like NYC, the New York City or Bronx. Because remember the Bronx borough president was all gung-ho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here a couple of years ago. And now, now this local Bronx right. council is like, what's the holdup? Let's go. And that, you know what I mean? So who's well, the whole, what here? Who's not talking to who? There are the the... I think if you want to make it short, the short version, and this is this is edu- I would call this educated speculation on my part, is the Yankees that are the problem. The Yankees right. have, uh, I think this this project was close to being approved. Um, this is a bigger development in the Bronx near Yankee Stadium, kind of uh, uh, close to the highway. And it was a bigger project that included the stadium, affordable housing, like a multi-billion dollar huge thing that was sort of, they were saying was transformative for that part of the, and there's a lot of moving parts. There's a stapler factory that needed to move. There's a parking and there's a parking garage. Yeah, that's right. And there's a parking garage. This is kind of the sticking has, was the sticking point. Uh, uh, And I, this will take forever to unpack, but there's a parking garage that this, that owes money to the city and that would have been taken to needed to be taken down and the city would then lose some money. So there was some negotiation. The community board was supposed to approve this new deal in which the team would take over this garage and then it would be able to be torn down. And there was a sticking point that there was the Yankees were concerned that there would be not enough parking spots left. And then it became this very sort of tedious disagreement about with the city about guaranteed parking spots. I've read all that. I've read all that. And what the number is and what question. What's the problem? What's Sheikh Mansour's responsibility and all that? The letters to Sheikh Mansour. Well, I don't know what Sheikh Mansour's responsibility is. The holdup. I don't Randy think they Levine should have. Whoever the... I think they should have written a letter to Randy Levine and and Eric Adams. I think at some point also the problem became that I think it's a it's accumulation of things. I think the Yankees slowed things down when things needed to move fast because of this parking issue. Then it also became a problem that the administration was turning over here in New York. We were getting a new mayor, and so then the people were all kind of lame duck administrators. And so it just couldn't get done. And I think then there was an effort made by the Yankees to kind of spin this. Randy Levine then gave interviews kind of with Ian Joy saying like, well, it's really the ball's on the city's, in the city's court. And if they want to make it happen, they should. Then another, then the, the team kind of went on record saying, 
well, we maybe put our eggs in one basket. That might have been a mistake. They're now floating this idea of a place in a stadium in Queens. So we won't really know what all this means until it shakes out. Is this just a negotiation ploy? Is this 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 Bronx project was so far advanced that a lot of people seemed to think that it was kind of inevitable that it would happen. And that may still be the case. Yeah, see, I see you yawning, and it is boring as as fuck. This whole this whole situation. I'm all about it. Sorry, (laughs) I'm just a little tired. I'm a weird schedule in general, so I yawn at weird times because my body's all over the place. It's 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 fine. It is boring. I have. Those of you home, I have to work at eleven o'clock tonight through to seven a.m. in the morning. This is very beginning. Like, I after this, do you just woke up? Then I have to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, please, no. Yawn as yawn as much as you want. That's not what I. I'm just saying it is such. It's so tedious, and there are people on Twitter who really dig into this stuff, and it's they should just build it. And but I mean, this letter is just another piece of weirdness, like you're saying. It's like Sheikh Mansour yeah, is curious. the problem. Like break it down I, for me. Like it did. I assume the same thing. Yankees are dragging their feet. They don't really care. They really just care about themselves. You know, which is right. their prerogative. And, and then you have this endless billionaire, trillionaire up in the UAE. So it's not a money thing. The money's there. Yeah. And then, then you have a full-time office dedicated to the stadium. They've had that for years now. I think you hired someone specifically to run the stadium. To, to make it happen. Right, right. And like, so, and it's New York. New York is crazy. You know, everything's, everything's nothing crazier yeah. than getting something done in New York. I'll tell you that. Like the NFL have, has never been able to successfully build a stadium in Manhattan. Right. The NFL. Yeah. And they're the most powerful sports league probably in America. And like, so, the, but that's why I see this. I'm just like, wait a minute. The government is writing to NYCFC to get this done? That's why I'm a little confused. Because I thought it was like NYCFC trying to get the, you know. But the, the BID so, is not the government though, right? Are they, they're like. Is uh, it, what is the I well, think business improvement sort of a, district is something. I mean, it's, 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 it's so, it's local city council. It's got to be here. Hold on. New York City BID. I don't think it's. I don't think it's the. I mean, it's it's like everything. It's sort of when it, once it becomes public, these things then become. You know, people want to save face, and I still hope. Real quick, I'm on the New York City government website. What okay. BIDs do? BIDs create vibrant, clean, and safe districts. They deliver services improvements above and beyond those typically provided by the city. These services can include street cleaning, public safety, and hospitality, marketing, and events. So I guess it's an extra office to help with businesses in certain areas. But I think it's a private it's a private organization that then gets some Yeah, you're, you're right. And, yeah. A business improvement district is a geographical area where local stakeholders oversee right. and fund the maintenance, improvement, promotion of the commercial district. So it is their commercial district, but I guess it's local business it's an organization of local businesses yeah. that, and that, that and see that. I guess. And so I think for, from their perspective, it's now also putting more pressure on the city or whoever else is involved to make this happen, which it still could. And I hope that it will. And then we can all My adjustment talk would about be the something BID else. doesn't need to write to Sheikh Mansour. The, the BID, excuse me, BID needs to write that open letter to the Yankees. Like it's in the Bronx, the Bronx paper. Like, you know, maybe, maybe they did, maybe they knew that, but they didn't. They're so afraid of the Yankees, which are probably one of the most powerful organizations in the Bronx in general to like, maybe, maybe they didn't want to offend them. Maybe they wanted, maybe maybe this is like a ploy. It was like a creative ploy for them to get the Yankees to read it, even though 
You know what I mean? It's not like Sheikh Mansour right. has a subscription to the Bronx monthly paper. He probably he's so, probably not going to become aware of this. Yeah, I, I would agree. Never. Unless it's on, unless he's not on Twitter like I did. <laughs> This is on Twitter, like I did, but sure. Uh, you know, I'm sure you well, can. Well, I'm just, but. I'm just happy to see that there's any kind of, any kind of movement or momentum. I think if, if it doesn't, if it doesn't happen now, after we won MLS Cup, we have a new mayor who has said that he's in favor, in Pro theory, Stadium. and uh, Eric, so Eric Adams, Eric Adams, Eric Adams, got it. Um, what a generic name. Eric Adams. <laughs> and, More power uh, to America. He's and his get stuff done. That's his slogan. He, he that's what he keeps tweeting about. And I keep every get time, every time, uh, every time on Twitter, he says, "Oh, I'm going here or there to hashtag get stuff done." I I reply and I say, "Let's get that stadium done, <laughs> Eric Adams." And he does You're, not. No, shockingly, shockingly, no. I, I I'm just being ignored by. Uh, He's like, I'm NYC Mayor Eric Adams. Maybe get next done. Maybe next, maybe next week, and maybe now that I don't have to worry about Jimmy Sands anymore, we've decided maybe I will next week. I will camp out outside of City Hall and see if I can't uh, can't yeah. make this happen. How are the man that they did in the sixties? They did in the sixties, man. I'm gonna chain myself to his chain office himself. door. For Occupy Wall Street, but it's Occupy Occupy Stadium, the stadium the blocks like stadium. this. Stadium. We you need tie a cashier block yeah. across the street from Yankee Stadium. With a sign and be like, be I will like, not eat until a soccer stadium is I will not me. move until I'm replaced by a stadium. <laughs> I will the not only move way until I have physically been replaced by, by a soccer, by a, by a good 30,000-seater soccer youth stadium. That's right. That's the only way you will get me to with leave. Natural gas, no turf, natural grass. Natural gas? Uh, natural will, gas and natural grass. I will be having gas while I'm while there. But... Uh, yeah, they, anyway. they, you, you, you eat you eat every night. Like, how has that guy been alive for two years? And then there's a expose where they see you sneaking in candy every night or something. <laughs> like you eat. Someone feeds someone feeds you. You gotta get fed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it comes from your cheeks or something. <laughs> but you'd be a hero if you got that done. You'd be a hero. I'm, I'm, All right, I'm, so I'm that's the stadium try. deep dive. Uh, let's talk CCL. I love the CCL. I love the Concacaf Champions League, the league that you don't know about, but you should. You should. It's every year you have to kind of figure out where is. It. I think one year it was just on concacaf.com streaming. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, where it it's is true. Sometimes. It was on Yahoo Sports yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah. But now it's on Yahoo Sports for a while. Now it's around. Fo- it's around. It's Fox. Now it's Fox. Uh, it's it's pretty. It's pretty consistently been Fox Sports. And um, it's usually on Spanish TV. I used to watch on Spanish TV. All the oh time. yeah, that's Unimas, true. Unimas you... would have it every year. But it was just such a it was such a great tournament because MLS clubs like won none of them ever, but they get close a lot, you know. And right. it's just like, you know, well, they, and then sometimes they te- I think Real Salt Lake was leading to nothing at one point, and in the last ten minutes the other team scored three goals and it was a three-two lot, you know. Like there for were some reason, MLS yeah. clubs could not get it done in Mexico. It used to not be anywhere else, just in Mexico. Just yeah. yeah, the Mexican teams have won it every time, and it used to be. Blowouts and over the over the years, it's been it's, tight. It's it's gotten tighter. It used to be that that the Mexican teams would would play their second squads and and still right. kind of Mexican survive team. without much trouble. This is no longer the case now. It's gotten a lot closer. Um, I always remember and, my uh, Red Bulls had a great series against Chivas. The Red Bulls knocked out I think two teams in a row. Like they were crushing. It. I think they knocked out Tijuana. Mm-hmm. 
I think they knocked out yeah. another team. They're doing it. And they had Shivas. And Shivas, coached by then Machias Almeida, the current San Jose Earthquakes coach, right. was not doing well. They were like one of Mexico's underperforming teams. And um, uh, uh, it was tight. I think it was like one nothing there and then 0-0 at home. We had to score like one goal. We just couldn't do it. And it was a very tight victory for Shivas. And then there was a little fracas in the stadium. And I got into a YouTube fight with a bunch of Shivas supporters. <laughs> Then once upon a time, uh, and then and then Shivas went off to the final where they won the whole thing. Who did they play in the final? I don't remember. This is, this is before my time, but um, yeah. Well, this, this was this was a couple years ago. Well, let me see. I don't, but yeah, anyway. Oh, so, this but, was but the Red Bull, right? And see, what's up? Yeah. yeah, Toronto got very close a few years back. Beat it, beat two Mexican teams. Um, Including Tigres, I think, and Tigres Pepe. for the Mexican champion. Josie Altador scoring some goals. Pepe, watch. This <laughs> buttons, all my things go off. <laughs> you got to turn it off. <laughs> I'm going to turn this off. I'm going to close this. So I'm not using it, so I'm just going to cl- close it. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Toronto got close. The Red Bulls were good. Um, NYCFC played. Year. NYCFC. Uh, NYCFC. The first was two years ago. The qualified for the Champions League for the first time and made it past the Costa Rican team in the first round, and uh, then played the mighty Tigres, and uh, that was like the last soccer game in America before COVID. And it was a very exciting, un- sort of unfortunate one. Zero loss. Um, uh, NYCFC played well, had a couple of good chances, couldn't score. And then in stoppage time, Tigres scored the winner. And, and the, the return leg, they didn't play until December of that year because of right, COVID. Because of all these, COVID. all these months and months later. And, uh, but anyway, that was just, it was just exciting. It's like these, you know, Liga, Liga MX is really the benchmark in this region. And, right. uh, and we are the mirror. They are the mirror in which we see ourselves. They are the mirror. Yeah, in which we see ourselves, exactly. And so it's it's quick, exciting. I'm 2018 is what I'm talking about. 2018, okay. Guadalajara beat Toronto right, right, right. in the final, and Guadalajara Shivas won the title. Mm-hmm. And that was the year I think they knocked off the Red Bulls, which won the Fair Play Award that year. Um, and I also thought Luis Robles was excellent, and I felt he should have won the Concacaf Goalkeeper Award. They just ended up giving it to the Shivas keeper, Rodolfo Cota, who was also good. But so that was 2018, and then. What you're talking? Remember how CCL was then staged as some mini tournament in Florida? Remember that the LAFC right. were in the final it. and they yeah, were heavy yeah, favorites, yeah. but they lost. We couldn't even win it here. Like when we all when we hosted all the games, yeah. that was that ended up being won by Monterey, I think, or yeah, we just had them. Whoever they were, they beat out LAFC. Yeah, Monterey, uh, and they just they just flamed out of the Club World Cup because that's the thing. If you beat, if it you was win, Tigres. it was Tigres that won. Yeah, and then you're right, and then they got eliminated. Tigres won the year prior. Yeah, yeah. But now this year is wrong. Won the one here. They won the one in Orlando. Yeah, uh, and, and they and won they the year before them. And Tigres made the final in the Club World Cup and played Bayern in the final. And Bayern only won one zero, and it was kind of a right. kind of a, a tightish a tightish game. It's interesting. But that's the beauty of the thing, right? Mexican teams they go to FIFA Club World Cup. They usually smoke out, except for that one Tigres exception. And that's the dream. That's the dream for an MLS club. For me, it is. It's like you win that title, then 
you go to the FIFA Club World Cup, you play Al Ali, you play Al Assad, you play all those teams, you play the Osaka Tigers or whoever. Um, and then you go and you play Bayern München or Chelsea in the final or Liverpool in the yeah. final. And that's sort of the dream. It's a competitive, it's the only way to play a major club force in a competitive game. You know, do they care about it? You know, maybe not really. Maybe the European clubs don't right. care about it a lot. They'd rather well, win the Champions League. FIFA has big plans for the Club World Cup, though. There are these sort that's of, right. and if, if not for COVID, this would have already happened. They have like, they're having ideas for like a 24 team club, club World, World Cup style with tournament. a bigger, yeah, bigger tournament. So yeah, hey, I'm I'm all for it. That'd be exciting. Yeah, that'll be very interesting. Yeah. I'm curious how that'll turn out. I remember I lived in Brazil once upon a time, and I lived in Brazil when the two thousand and one FIFA Club World Cup was there and under its old it's gone through many iterations. Mm -hmm. And there was one where they had an eight team tournament with two groups. Manchester United was there with Sir Alex Ferguson and Peter Schmeichel and the gang. You know, they were all down there. Uh, I think Beckham was still on that team. It was, it was the great Manchester United team came in, and they played against our great Vasco da Gama team. And the Vasco da Gama, Brazilian club, featured Romario, featured Edimundo, featured uh, uh, Junior Batista, I think. A lot of good players. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was, I think Cohinchians was in that. Cohinchians played Real Madrid, I remember. It was a 2-2 game. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I think Manchester United played Vasco da Gama, and it was a pretty cool 3 Two game maybe for Man United I don't remember I remember going to, gym, to the gym class the next day talking about it how the Vasco keeper did like a little bit of a mistake you know it was a fun big tournament yeah uh, and then the the company the FIFA subsidiary company that ran it went bankrupt I think right after that and then it fell apart and then it was rebirthed later as the current FIFA mm -hmm. Club World Cup mm -hmm. but you know so there's it's something there it's something there the, the, it's never been perfect uh, but maybe if you tweak it it can become something fun Probably more for the non-European clubs, right? More right. for the South American, the North yeah. American, the Asian clubs, like the Australian, the Wellington Phoenixes of the world. But it would, Less yeah, so it would for Liverpool, you know. It, right. It'd be interesting to see because you know we we spent some time, and I think you are correct in what you were saying earlier that it's really a bit of a fool's errand to to sort this out, which league is better and which one is not, and and so on and so on. But I think it would be it would be interesting just to have. On on a, on a in a competitive way, to have these teams play each other and just see see how it goes. And uh, I want to see the Rebels play Palmeiras. You know, I want to see how that goes. You know, yeah, we saw NYCFC uh, played them once in preseason, but that's as far that's as far as it's gone. Yeah, yeah, and that's just, that's you know those never count preseason. No, you talking about preseason doesn't count. I remember when Landon Donovan went to Bayern yeah. München. He crushed in preseason. He had a great preseason. <laughs> <laughs> season he started, the, zero goals, zero He was the, the Fred, so, he yeah, was the, became the Fred Briant of Bayern Munich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the same with like, you know. Preseason here. Yeah. Red Bulls, I think, have like lost every one of the preseason games and gone on to have great seasons and vice versa, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. All right. So, so tomorrow, Santos in Costa Rica and then the following week in Los Angeles, which we will be at. Yeah, and we will right. do another report. I got we'll you a ticket. A I I bought you a ticket. You did? I did. Oh, thank you. I will, <laughs> will be there. I will be there, my friend. We will watch some soccer. We'll have a good time. It'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Yeah, time for soccer season. We waited so long for for American soccer to start again. A whole six weeks. Six weeks. <laughs> I know. Been. 
Yeah, with the with this MLS Cup win, the off season was very short, which is very, which is nice. I'm 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 happy. Yeah, and and, and honestly, the, I'm rooting. It's time for I'm rooting for NYCFC and CCL. You know what I mean? I, it's I'm, time for an American club to win the Concacaf Champions League. It's time. I, every no every year, it. every year we hope for it, and 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 we'll see how it goes. I think NYCFC has a if especially if Tati stays with us throughout. I think we may have a chance. Also, the Seattle team. Is pretty, is pretty oh, yeah. sick on paper. They got Albert Rusnak from from RSL, and Nico Lodero is presumably back healthy, and Rui Diaz, and I mean that is that is a pretty stacked squad. And so I was excited for Atlanta United to get in the, the tournament, but unfortunately, right when they were in the tournament, they had a little like I think that's when Frank DeBoer took over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it got a little weird. Like, like enough said, enough said. But they had the firepower to to go down there and do it. But you know, Seattle, my CFC, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Let's do it. Um, there's so much to talk about. Do you want to go to Germany? Is there any other stuff? Um, any stuff you want to touch on in the states? We, we mean, um, we didn't talk about the dumpster fire that was Charlotte. But yeah, well, just yeah, that was fun just to see the the the. I think they had they had a DP signing that they were about to announce fell and through, fell through, yeah. and they had a couple other. And the and the coach, he was speaking in Spanish. Yeah. Uh, gave an interview, and he was asked about what the fans should expect, and uh, and he said that, uh, you know, he was kind of he was kind of saying at first he was sort of, you know, hedging his words and was like, well, we'll have to see if the roster is finished building. That's we can. That's where we can really evaluate where we're at. And but right now we're fucked. He said. <laughs> that's, yeah. And, and also look at the uh, roster. So a, again, the whole organization's work. Where they found that coach, he was what well, he was a successful coach in South America. I want to say Peru, or was it like Argentina? He's he's a Spanish coach who was a great journeyman coach. He did really good work in in in, in Greece, and then it got him from Internacional, uh, from Brazil, and then before they played independent. So he's like a journeyman Spanish-born South American coach. So they got him, which is very interesting. So it's like, okay, there's some scouting right there. You know, who knows? Maybe it'll go well, maybe it won't. Then look at his roster, and this is just a bigger thing. It's not necessarily Charlotte. There's 23 players of them. Seven of them are, seven of them are American. Only seven. They, they spent two years scouting, and when they were done scouting, they could only figure out seven Americans they wanted in the entire country, in all of colleges, all of the youth system, all of the minor leagues, all of the expansion drafts. All of the foreign players like Bobby Wood and stuff, they need to come. Of all those guys, they found seven. Seven <laughs> out of 23, which to me is a little bit like shame on you. Yeah, I agree. I think they, they seem to really want to look at, look abroad for talent, which is, I think, you know. Which is it's a, it's kind harder. of a thing. With people a little too foreign heavy. And in my opinion, like South, South America is whatever it is, right? It's exciting to have Argentinians, whatever. But this team is full of Croatians and, and and Polish people. They're given DP contracts to like their goalkeeper Christian Kalina. Okay, he's twenty nine. He spent his entire career at obscure clubs in Croatia. I mean, his last he was in Ludogorets, Rashgad, Gorica, Koper, yeah. Luchko. You know, it's like yeah, what the, that- how, what was the scouting in that? You can't find an American goalkeeper. You have to find. You have to give a guy awful amounts of money. This Croatian a, a journeyman, you found. You know what I mean? It's really, it's really fascinating how sometimes, you know, there's so many exists. There have been many, many. I think 
eight or eight expansion teams over the last however seven eight years so there's you know you there's 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 a a a good sample size to look at to to see and there's different approaches you know some teams like atlanta united or nycfc for that matter have done it with like sort of big big money nycfc started with sort of the aging europeans atlanta Mm -hmm. united spent a lot of money on the young south americans well that there's also Right, Tata. The Tata came and Tata brought his players. Right, but they that spent money. They spent some money too. Like it wasn't just money. sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. But you know, there's I other teams. If Charlotte tried to do the same thing with this guy. It just didn't. Like it was. It was more way more of a limp than they it's, realized. It's like they are not. Whoa! Hey, now my chair. Oh, watch out. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. My break uh, my, my in, Scottish, in Scotland. If you my Scottish, it, my Scottish chair broke. <laughs> It's not America. If you like fall in Europe, you're not allowed to. Should have brought the owner. my. Should have brought yeah. my own. My own share <laughs> to this. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, um, yeah, there's different approaches. Some some uh, teams have spent a lot of money. Others, like Nashville, kind of uh, went on a smaller budget. It's yeah, not. It's, it's not all just. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. yeah. Exactly. Sort of having a having a, a an MLS veteran spine. And then Tani there's Mukhtar, who was a German player right he was a great he was a great great find for them but they have a you know they spent some money on walker zimmerman like sort of a an mls experienced high-end defender like sort of having the having Mm -hmm. a spine finding a spine i mean even austin did better i think than than charlotte did by finding you know like spending money on alex ring having some kind of uh uh MLS experience and then then there's sometimes just these teams I think Cincinnati was like that where they just sort of like we're just going to go with the second with the second rate Europeans like we're just going to get the Dutch guys through our scouting yeah no 100% well Charlotte FC's roster baffles me I, I, I reckon like I know Harrison awful right He's he's a veteran MLS dude yeah but okay. I mean he's a little long in the tooth though at this exactly point, no? I mean, he's uh, how old is he now? He's uh, thirty-five. So yeah, we have thirty-five year old. And also, rumor has it, Christian Fuchs had a pretty bad injury last game. I mean, Christian, Christian Fuchs, Fuchs he hasn't for a while. He hasn't played for like how long? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how it's, old is Fuchs? Fuchs is also kind of older. This he? is not. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just kind of yeah. It's it's Christian you just Fools you just seem like He's also it couldn't 35. it couldn't be this obvious from an outside perspective that this is not going to work, but then and it well, just kind of is. Yeah. CFC's thirty five year olds were David Villa, uh, Frank uh, Lampard, Andrea, Andrea Pirlo, Pirlo. And Frank Lampard, Charlotte's thirty five year olds are Christian Fuchs and Harrison <laughs> Offens. <laughs> so, draw your own conclusions. Uh, Charlotte, probably cheaper. Carolina. I love you. I wish you the best of luck. But boy, this does not look good. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be a. I mean, if your coach says we're fucked, then you're fucked, yeah. probably. It's gonna be one of those things where it's also MLS, so it's pretty forgiving. Where maybe over the summertime they're gonna have to do a lot of restructuring. I mean, Charlotte's sporting director quit two weeks ago. Do you remember he left mm-hmm. Charlotte to do a similar job at a different club? I think he went to Nashville or something. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's you're about be, to get a brand new club. You're about to launch uh, uh, soon. It, it's going to so be that, an uphill battle for them. We'll see. So I, I can't wait to see that dumpster fire. We'll no relegation. That's the, 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 no matter 
that's the that's the beauty of it. No matter how bad they are, they're gonna they, they they're can't gonna, get any lower. They, they will get to try again next year. They can only go up. They can only go up. <laughs> All right, cool. So that was USA. Is it time to finally jump oh, over to the league that's actually actively p- playing? I wanted. I had one more. I just wanted one more. One quick thing. Have you? Have, did you hear about the Chris Armis? Chris, poor Chris Armis. Oh right. Uh, uh, compa- people well, I've were... heard that a couple times. It compared him to Ted Lasso because Ted Lasso. I've heard this before. Essentially, like he runs drills. But they're very basic drills. Like they're not as complex, I guess, as they want them to be, or as tailored to them as they want them to be. And you know, Chris Armas, bless his heart, is a former New York Red Bulls coach. So the dude's got limits. I don't know. He's he, he's not Doctor Chris Armas. He's just a former. But do you do you think this is all boy, MLS boy? Do you think this is real? Like this is always you know this always gets sold as oh players. Anonymous players have said this, right. you know, have made this compa- right. Is that is that what happened, or is this just sort of the English press having having Two a things. laugh? Are they just having a laugh? Are they having? Are they taking the piss? <laughs> taking the piss out of Chris Armas? Are they having? Are they having a laugh with poor Chris Armas? Poor Chris <laughs> a, if they are, maybe, but screw them. But B, <laughs> if they're not, like the 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 general response is the Manchester United players need to shut up and start playing like they've been complaining of every they complain with ole they complain with Ole's coaches i mean valve because they don't know who he is google him morons uh now they're complaining as assistant coach they complain under Mourinho. it's like you guys are the highest played players in world sports uh you know the other thing is if chris armas if his training is like limited like he's blah 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 it's like you're all much more accomplished than him like you're also a 30-year-old who gets paid $5 million a year, probably more, to play. Shouldn't you know what you need to do? You know what I mean? Like, it's not school. It's not soccer school. You're not learning how to play football. <laughs> it's like you guys are the pros. You need to be at your best. Like Kobe Bryant, baby. He was at practice at 4 a.m. every morning to be the best that he could be. Like, that's your job as a Manchester United player to be a top-class professional that a global audience of a million people are looking at you every week you know so like i think it's unfair if if it were true which you know like i said is a debatable if it were true it's unfair it's like stop blaming people go if perform. you're blaming like, you're blaming chris the armas is training yeah. methods isn't why you were smoked on the left wing over the weekend you know what i mean you if shouldn't bl- be smoked on the left wing over the weekend because you're too good of a soccer player for that if you're blaming like the assistant rant. coach, yeah. If you're blaming the assistant coach, you're kind of running out of. <laughs> it's a little. That's why. That's why it sort of, uh, uh, kind of reeks of being kind of made up. Perhaps I don't know. We'll see. Right. I think the team is doing better under under Rangnick overall. I think their their underlying stats I mean, are improving. You know, I think their their results are not quite good, but they're still. But it, it seems like their their underlying numbers are are a little better from what I've seen. Anyway, we don't need to talk about Man United. I just thought that was kind of interesting. No, it's how, well, what do you think? Oh, a poor It's a German American coaching crew. Yeah, exactly. We're going to fix we're the dumpster keep fire as Man United, which for whatever reason, since Sir Alex Ferguson left in 2013. Like has never been able to get their act together. I don't know what's going well, on over there. Well, I think it's also there. It's poorly run. I think they're, uh, yeah. There's many. There's many. There's blame to go around. 
And Chris Armis, I don't think, really deserves any of it. You know, it's not poorly run. The well-oiled machine of FL Bochum. That's right. That's right. Finally, we're getting to the... Bochum, which Bochum. couldn't be more polar opposite. Game of the weekend, game of the game of the century. But still, but still, they're they're all they're all about it, and I love it. Um, Bochum, the real Vix elf, the real Vix fine. Um, uh, is it time? Let's, let's just, so we're in Germany. Let's do a quick rundown because this league was active, had games. They played. Americans yeah. played. Right. Some people lost. Some people won. Are you ready? I am now, ready, my friend. it's time for the German Soccer Rundown. Oh, Friday. Start with RB Leipzig by beating Köln 3-1, continuing their solid form under Domenico Tedesco. Uh, on Saturday, Flyboys tied 1-1 against Mainz. Fort beat Hertha 2-1. What's going on in Hertha? Fort is slowly climbing out of the hole. Maybe they can make their way out of the bottom uh, of the league as their records as of late has been better. Speaking of improvement, Borussia Mönchengladbach finally won after 11 games, I believe, beating Ricardo Pepe in FC Ausbruch 3-2. Wolfsburg beat Eintracht Frankfurt 2-0 with a John Brooks still keeping a pretty strong form as of late. He's been getting back to his old self, thankfully. And a great Bayer Leverkusen in flying form beats I Pellegrino Matarato Stuttgart 4-2. And the big game that Saturday, of course, was FL Bochum battering Bayern München 4-2. Sunday, Dortmund pounced on Union Berlin 3-0. 3-0 with a brace from Marco Reus. And lastly, Hoffenheim beat Armini Bielefeld 2 to nothing to cap off match day 22, I believe, or 23, the latest match day of the Bundesliga soccer. Boom. Yeah. All right. Nice. That, was, that was the German soccer rundown. Well done. 22nd. 22nd match day. 20, so it's 22, right? I think last yep. week. Yeah. So, you know, uh, maybe we'll touch a lot of the results weren't super surprising. You know, Flyboy maybe could be a little better. Fort beating Hanta. Fort has been Fort has been in good form with young Timothy Tillman yeah. and Julian Green. Mm-hmm. Lapach finally but snapped the losing streak, so good for them. But they're too too far, too far a gone. Too far. Fort. I don't think they too can far. Do um, Dortmund won a comfortable three 0 over a week in Union to keep up pace. They're back to six points again from Bayern. Max Kruse. Uh, Max Kruse, I guess, is is uh, a more important player than maybe we've given him credit for. Well, remember, uh, when Union Berlin sold their key defender and then their captain, they sold Max Kluza and their center. Remember, I talked about, like, yeah, why yeah. did they do that over wintertime? Why did they do that? They well, didn't. they did it, and the teams that, like, you know, Gladbach got their center back. They've been improved since. And Wolfsburg got Max Kluza, and Wolfsburg also has turned around since, relatively. Uh, or at least with a 2-0 win over the weekend. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. They, I don't know, man. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, I think they. Yeah, they, they've, they've, they're now out of the Europa spots. I guess that was the goal. Maybe this. <laughs> we were speculating last week that Union, Union was like, "This is not us. We do not belong here." 
And so, we need to go back to the second division right now. So congratulations, yeah. you no longer are, although they're still they're level on points with Leipzig, Hoffenheim, and Freiburg, but it seems like their trajectory is downward, huh? And uh, yeah, yeah, and Wolfsburg won two in a row now with Kruse. So Ooh, good, right. good for the good for them. Florian Kofeld is maybe he'll have to play pay pay fun tax soon if this, he will. If this keeps going. Uh, Gladbach might be in turnaround too. We'll see. They, they got, finally got a win. And Adi Adi Hütter over there. Adi Hütter was very excited about this. He he felt really relieved and. And uh, yeah, for him it was a big deal. And Pepe coming off the bench, right? I think in this one he did not get the start. That's no, really seems like seems like it's it's more of a long term project. He's not being the immediate has not had the immediate impact that we sort of were fantasizing about. But we'll see. We'll yeah. see how that goes. Yeah, and, he still needs uh, to find his footing. Well, we'll see. I still believe. Like I said, we we said by the end of the year, I'll have four goals, maybe four, four or five goals. Mm-hmm. That's still a very distinct possibility. So we wish him the best of luck. Yeah, on and, his and hunt for four goals. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be tight. We'll see. Him. We'll see. And uh, yeah, and Pellegrino Matarazzo still he never came out of his house last week. I couldn't yeah. didn't get to talk to him, and the the streak continues. They're really looking, they're looking a little dicey, and again didn't play. So poorly, they had some, uh, you know, scored some yeah. goals where some got came out swinging, but but Leverkusen just right now has has a lot of quality. It seems like, right? Wouldn't you agree? That's now very much looks like it's going to be the four Champions League yeah, teams, right? Expect, Bayern, right? Bayern, Dortmund, Bayern, Leverkusen, Dortmund, Leipzig, Leipzig, and then Bayern, Leverkusen. You know, in other years, Gladbach, it would have been Gladbach and Wolfsburg, but they're both struggling this year. So they're not in that yeah. mix. We thought we thought Hoffenheim at some point. We thought maybe, maybe, maybe they're still in there. Hoffenheim was, was, was Union Berlin, but they're 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 guess saying goodbye. Yeah. So Union the only other team that can maybe challenge the top four is Hoffenheim. You know, maybe Frankfurt. I don't know, Frankfurt's been a little. You know, they, they had a very yeah. strong first half of the season, but I think they've been had some pretty weak results over the past mm-hmm. few weeks. So so we'll see if they can turn. But they're more of a Europa League quality. Team and they're not, you know, we don't expect them to champion the top four finish would be, big yeah. Big. I mean, the Europa League spots are still are yeah. still wide open, they're, still they're wide open. really everybody up till to 10th place, yeah, for sure has a chance. And yeah, but the four Champions League clubs remember how I mentioned earlier, RB Leipzig rightful spot is in the top four. Well, they're finally there. The four Champions League clubs are in the four Champions League spots, you know. Bayer Leverkusen, once upon a time, was a big, big club. I remember back when it was Bayern and Bayer Leverkusen, the two big German clubs. Uh, Dortmund, I guess, is also there, but Bayer Leverkusen, I remember them going all the way to the final of the UEFA Champions League where they lost to a great Real Madrid squad 2-1. to one. Hans-Jörg Butt almost got an equalizer at the end of the game. He was their famous... Hans-Jörg Butt, a famous goalkeeper who later played for Bayern, who was famous for yeah, scoring yeah, yeah. penalty kicks as well as a goalkeeper. Bayer Leverkusen were a great, great team back. They were really the Germany's number two team. You know, and over the years they haven't equaled that success, but they but they've still been very good, very competitive. They usually have a very young team. They had Chicharito there for a little while, um, and mm-hmm. they are comfortably they're playing really well this year. And they're comfortably in fourth spot. They're going to make their way back to the Champions League again. Chicharito uh, probably of, probably thinks of that as the highlight of his career, right? I mean, he he that was maybe he did, yeah he, he did very he did, he did very well for them. 
he but he was you know he did very well for them but then he just picked up and left like after a year it was weird he just kept moving all the time and i felt Bayer leverkusen was his shot to actually cement himself as a current spot in a club but no west ham came a calling then sevilla now he's here in la is he's, he's my neighbor i think he i think he lives i think we share oh yeah wall. chicharito and me really well yeah this he's my, is he's my roommate right over there this is okay chicha? you call him chicha you call it sleeping? Okay, Chicha. Chicha sleeps dormindo. He sleep. So the wall is the wall is so thin that not only can he hear you, you can only when you point, you can. That's see right. When I point to him, the... he knows I'm pointing to him. Chicha, so he knows exactly I'm pointing. To. And so, and Chicha, oh, you can hear him. I can hear him because okay. I can hear. Him. So Chicha is is the nickname of the nickname for people who are yeah, very it's close. Yeah, shortening to him. of his mom calls him Javier Hernandez. His fans call him Chicharito. His and best friend, me, best calls, him friends calls him Chicha. Okay. Uh, Carlos Vela lives up here. He lives right up there. He lives you know, up up top. Up top. Mm-hmm. And then Diego. What do you Costa, what do you call what do you call him? Right Car Carve Carve. I call him I call I call him Charlie Candles. Because <laughs> that's his name. <laughs> oi oi Candles! Hey Charlie Candles! <laughs> oi. We'll play Risk tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Diego Costa. Later we play Risk. Diego Costa lives down there. Diego Costa lives in the basement. Lives in the basement. Oh. And then, and then um, Sasha Question. Uh, him and I split a room. Oh, We're bunkmates. <laughs> He's in this room. <laughs> He's like right. Mate. He's there right now. He's right off frame. Can right we? But but right he's, he 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 won't he won't he won't come on the sh- he won't come on the show. Nah, you know he knows. You'd I'm have doing to my pay thing. him. You'd have to pay him. He knows I'm doing my thing. Uh, that's you know, nice. That's nice that you you guys have have those boundaries when you're living in such yeah. close quarters. That's good. Bob Bradley used to be our landlord, but he left. So he's not here anymore. Uh, like Toronto, mm-hmm. Anyway, so Greg Vanny did to, Greg, Greg. We're in Germanyville, aren't we? So. Greg Vanny. <laughs> Greg Vanny now owns the building. Is that Greg Vanny is my new landlord? <laughs> is that that's how right. it works? Um, okay. You know, former Bastia winger uh, from the French league or league de. Greg Manny is your, my landlord. He comes for the rent check on the first every month, and uh, mine always bounces, but the other is clear, so they're covered. Oh, okay. Chicho always so covers they, me. Chicho's got mine. Mm-hmm. I'm glad Chicho, Sasha. Chicho's, Chicho's, anyway, I'm glad Sasha Sa- can yeah. still cover his can still cover his share at this. Point. Well, yeah, I mean, we we play we we split a room, so we can really cover it. <laughs> so He's working. Reason. I'm not. We're not. <laughs> we have no Patreon, so I can't cover any of my rent <laughs> we're not on patreon i can't cover it uh anyway so bochum Bayern i mean why uh, what are we why why did we wait all this time to talk about this the game of bochum the century dominated the game well first off Bayern mentioned without manuel Neuer. i knew that would have some sort of effect well and bochum I... bochum was without manuel riemann really did they Are... not have both of the main keepers were gone that's true. That's right. Yeah, Manuel Where was Lima. Is, he has COVID. Oh, that sucks. Well, oh, so there you go. So Bayern Bochum dominated from the get go, and this was in Bochum. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was a home game. We At should home, we home should, game. Fans were there. We should we should mention also for for people who are not who don't follow the Bundesliga as closely as we do that the the the, the Hinrunde in the Hinrunde. When we played the reverse fixture in Munich, it was seven nothing. 
7-0 Bayern beat our asses uh, at the beginning of Oktoberfest, which was canceled that year, but it's still it was still enough for them to to so this was not something we this is this is not oh look at you with your hat yeah so is it all? I'm pointing at my Bayern München hat wearing a Bayern München hat it was it it just shows you how crazy of a league the Bundesliga <laughs> you just can't predict it some things you can predict some things you can't like like literally any result could go any which way on any given Sunday. Like Bundesliga is a definition of any given Sunday. I mean, you this know, was... I mentioned is on track to win. They're dominant. But every now and then, like, like the, 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 they'll beat Barcelona 8-2 over the weekend. And on Wednesday, lose Bochum 4-1. to You know what I mean? Like, that can happen. That has happened. It's a thing. Uh, and Bo- but Bochum played well. Like, if you just saw this game, you'd think Bochum was a very confident team. They won Adam. They passed the ball well. They, their goals were great. They were up 4-1 at one point. I think Bo- Byron, Byron pulled one back to make it 4-2. You know, they were always in control. Like, Bochum, like, Lewandowski scored early to the goal same, But then by minute yeah, 10 and on, it was, it was like and it was, Bochum's it, game. It yeah. was very much, you know, you could you could just see, you know, like, they wasn't, didn't really celebrate all that much. It was just like, oh, yeah, we're going to crush these guys. Things are going as expected. You know, they scored the early goal, and then – but then the the team, I was just it was impressive because they just did not, they were just very brave, you know, against this. And I think if you want to analyze it tactically, I think they were, uh, um, I think they had, you know, Thomas Müller was like one of the midfielder, like they were, they had a very sort of aggressive lineup uh, that they ran out, and I think the, the Bochum just dominated the midfield genuinely, uh, uh, played very well. This was not. A lucky win, you know. I mean, obviously, if you look mm-hmm. at the goals, those were some. I mean, Gamboa will never score a goal like that again. Or, and and Hol- Holtman has scored a few bangers this 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 season. So this is it was not a legit banger. Is that, is, but uh, uh, I mean, they. Mm-hmm. But this was a good. This was a good solid team performance, and uh, yeah, it was just it was just beautiful. It was beautiful to see. Yeah, good, good on him uh, to to slow down the Bayern mention. You know, uh, maybe Bayern mention will be challenged. Like I said, they still have to play Dortmund in April, so there's that three point game. Uh, 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 they still have, you know, maybe they'll get points. We'll see. We'll see. Every year in Bundesliga, we sort of have this discussion, which right. leads to a new discussion from this year. Is um, well, firstly, congratulations to Bochum. Enjoy the victory. They deserve it. Terribly well done. Amazing. It was a big surprise game over the weekend. We'll see if Bayern can bounce back. I don't know. We'll see. Joshua Kimmich already said, like, that's not how Bayern play. We'll do better next week. But ba- ba- Bayern mentioned play Red Bull Salzburg. Maybe they on should put on. Maybe they should. Tomorrow, uh, yeah, I don't remember. Where. Oh, right. Now it's, uh, yeah, yeah, Champions League. It's the other chance. That other, it's that stupid the other, European one. That little, the, the, the little Champions potato. League. Yeah, yeah. The little baby Champions League with, with clubs from Austria of all places. So Red Bulls Zaltzburg versus Bayern will be an interesting game because they are without Manuel Neuer again tomorrow. We'll see. It's interesting to see what Bayern mentioned because, you know, their, their goalkeeper and captain is out for a little while and mm-hmm. they got some big games and uh, we'll see how it goes well, for them. On Sunday, we'll they play Greuther Fürth at home. So Yeah, so they get a little bit. But Greuther Fürth is in good form. We'll Timothy Tillman is, you know, is doing kicking it. butt, taking and, games. Uh, and, is still on Bayern. And Bochum on the road at Stuttgart. So it's Bochum against 
Pellegrino Matarazzo will get a chance to. How, how do you feel about Bochum potentially sealing Pellegrino Matarazzo's fate? I think, I mean, if they win this game, then I think that will seal his fate. I think that's, I that's true. That. Um, so Bochum we, versus Stuttgart, very big game to watch for Americans to see if Pellegrino can get a little luck, save his hide, you know. Bochum, uh, yeah, Bochum have been, we've have been much different on the road. They have not been, they've, they've been very, very consistently good at home. Not, it's not necessarily quite as good on the road. So we'll see. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Very interesting game. Maybe Stuttgart can pull it off, save himself a little, some borrowed time. Uh, Bayern mentioned going forward like the Champions League, be very interesting to look at. Um, Dortmund, you know, they got to stay sharp. Bayer Leverkusen still in great form. RB Leipzig still in pretty dang good form. So, you know, the bigger clubs are slowly making their march towards the higher echelons of the standings yeah. towards the end of the season. Now, here's a question, Bjorn. Yes. In Germany... There's been many weird ideas out of Germany and Europe. Firstly, what I'm hearing is that the FIFA is dropping that nonsense of the World Cup every two years. From what I understand, that's... Oh, are they? Oh, I had not heard that. Yeah, is that true? I, I I saw that somewhere. I'd have to Google it again. But I hope for God they're dropping. From what I've read, is they're going to drop that idea and then focus on the big FIFA Club World Cup that we were just talking about. Focus okay. on the 32-team... Yeah. Or the 2014 summer tournament, which is, you know, where I've mixed, I've mixed feelings about. Um, I mean, decent feelings about. It. As a non-European, better feelings than European about. It. Uh, 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 so that's good. Uh, 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 FIFA has once upon a time said women's soccer players should play in skirts to make it more interesting. Um, what? Uh, uh, that that's a true Zeppeladder comment from back in the day. Lily uh, Hernes wanted to extend the 15-minute breaks to 20-minute breaks so they can get five minutes more worth of sausage sales. That was next. <laughs> Franz Beckenbauer wanted the Bundesliga to be a 20-team league uh, as opposed to an 18-team league, which is actually not a bad idea. I don't know why they nixed that. They just nixed that one. And, and, and Uli Hernes wanted to go down to 16 at some point. Oh, so they went in the opposite direction. That, that I don't, you know. Yeah. A lot of weird ideas. A lot of weird ideas. I think some people are experimenting with a sin bin, you know, like in hockey. Anyway, the uppers at the Bundesliga have decided to talk about maybe implementing an American-style playoffs at the end of the Bundesliga season. So to make, because Bayern München has won nine years in a row and are trapped on a tenth in a row, and, and they just want to make it more exciting. <laughs> they've had ten years of nothing but Bayern dominance. So like, screw it. Let's freaking do a playoffs. Let's have at the end the top six teams or whatever compete in some weird mini playoff system at the end of the year. And the only club that supported it is Bayern Munich, <laughs> the club that <laughs> would, would would serve the least from it. So I don't know. There you go. So we have another brilliant idea from the higher ups. The turning the Bundesliga into an MLS style, more championship style playoff thing where at the end of the year you only get crowned champion if you win a cup style playoff i think it's i wish them, like i think it's a good idea that they're thinking of things but that's not how you solve the problem of the, <laughs> the german soccer dominance is by making it does it just make it more of a crapshoot at the end uh uh that's more mine in my opinion yeah. how do you feel about the bundesliga playoffs bundesliga mls style i don't yeah i mean i don't uh 
I'm not necessarily in favor. I think this is the kind of thing, you know, that's sort of born out of this. I don't know. It's like, well, this is perhaps a longer conversation. I don't, I don't necessarily think we need it. I don't think, you know, this is sort of an American thing. This like kind of uh, a buildup where you have a regular season and then a playoff and then it gives sort of casual fans. They then know when to pay attention and stuff. And I think that's, in the European soccer just is not like that generally. It's just sort of more like this kind of, yeah, you go every week and, and, and just sort of part of your life. And there does, there's not that kind of same. I don't think, I don't think it's necessary. Um, also the cup. There's also the, Champions there's the League, cup, or, there's know. champions league. There's the world like cup. This there's year's all cup these. It's very yeah. exciting. Cause it's, you know, RB Leipzig, I think are clear favorites, but you know, maybe Bochum will win the cup this year. You know, I mean, anything is anything is possible. We beat Bayern. Anything's possible. <laughs> you yeah. beat Bayern. You can beat whoever you want. Yeah. So I'm in the same boat. It's you know, it's a typical thing where these soccer. It's a bigger discussion now. These soccer execs in suits just bring up all these bonkers things and just scare fans. And it's like what, just what I thought was what I thought was interesting is that. Uh, um, is that the Bayern brass couldn't even agree on how they felt about it. Ali Khan, Ali Khan said it was interesting and he was interested in it. Right. And Uli Hoeneß said it was ridiculous. And well, uh, joke isn't Bayern brass anymore, I don't think. I think he maybe is I mean, a stakeholder, that's about it. He's a consultant. But but I think I think Vatska or whatever, Dortmund, I think he was against it, right? Or was he I think he was against it, I think. Oh, I don't um, I didn't see what he said. I mean, the few quotes were just like, it's a little bit nonsensical. The way you help that is you figure out some sort of way to let the other clubs have more resources or something. Like, you know, again, Belusi Dortmund's number two, and they're playing with, I think I think they care about how much money they make on the market more than their actual results on the field. That's what it seems like at Dortmund, you know. Like, like it's a free country. You can't force well, them to philosophy, but like. You think I, they don't. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we'll they, they do, but you know what I'm saying? Like right now they're, 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 they're trying to figure out this Holland deal when it's like, keep them. The last thing I read is that Real Madrid wants to buy Holland next summer. They want him to stay at Dortmund for an extra year. And I think that would be great simply because he stays at Dortmund for an extra year. I think um, Dortmund, however, I think Dortmund will be competitive next season. I mean, they may yeah, well, still they, they may still become competitive this season, but even more so next season. That is. I want to backtrack on Zulu a little bit. I didn't realize he was only twenty six years old. I thought he was a little older. I thought he was like thirty. Zulu's twenty six, so he's about to enter his prime years. So that's a good move, actually. Um, or it's looking like a better move. You know, um, like I said, if they get a, a they, if they plug up their defense, then yeah, they got a shout to finally regain their former glory of the club years. You know. So I'd love to see that, but that's what fixes German soccer. Having Bayer Leverkusen, you know, uh, they don't have anybody above twenty-five, which is good. But you know, like like Gary Neville once said, or Gary Lineker once said, or whoever I don't know, was it Phil Neville? Some old British dude once said, "You don't win anything with kids." I think it was Phil Neville or Gary Neville. One of those two. <laughs> okay, it's like you need a balanced squad. You need some veteran presence, like like Dortmund have the Marco Royce. You know, if he's healthy, thank God. Um. So, like, the way you fix German soccer is you strengthen the other clubs. You know, you know, like Bayern mentions this great benchmark. So it's on you to compete. You know, you're smart. Like, like all the best players in Germany don't have to go to Bayern München. There's also enough to also go to Dortmund yeah. and Bayern Leverkusen. 
Well, um, I think this Bayern dominance will come to an end at some point. I mean, this is just, it's not going to last forever. And never. we'll... <laughs> said, never. You love, this is, we're we're going to look back and, at this at this Bochum game and say this was the beginning of the end when Bochum beat them 4 Bayern <laughs> got relegated the next season. That was it. Bochum bought Schalke's stadium. Schalke went out of business. Bochum <laughs> took over Schalke's stadium and their fan base. Uh, they just become this un- big mega club all of a sudden. Jimmy <laughs> said maybe Bochum. Jimmy Sands will come come to Bochum and and take Tony Luzia's spot. Anyway, he, he, I'm, he I'm, won himself a spot in the Rangers. He became I'm a Rangers. I'm, this, is, this is it. I'm I'm letting it go. I'm I'm getting on a plane. I'm getting out of here. Jimmy, you're on your own. Good luck to you. That's it. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. All right. So, um, uh, do you have it? any last thoughts? We got uh, Stuttgart Bochum the game next week. We'll see how Bayern watch the real Wolfsburg. watch the real yeah. Champions League. Concacaf Champions New York City versus tomorrow. Santos of Costa Rica tomorrow, not Santos Laguna, nor Santos of Brazil, the Santos of Costa Rica. That's right. Um, well, wishing the best of luck. Wish best of luck American clubs in CCL. Let's have an American club in CCL this year. Let's do it. Yes. Let and it MLS be. coming back soon. New York City. NYCFC, New York Red Bulls, right? Avenge. You need to avenge the New York Red Bulls semifinal elimination of 2018. You need to go in there and you need to win. Okay, uh, we have been the Schnitzel Boys. This has been our live show, interactive. Feel free to yep. chat with us. We will talk to you. We I'm, always do. I'm leaving Scotland soon. He's leaving Scotland. Uh, he's coming here to LA uh, soon, where we can watch some sunny games. Uh, you know, um, uh, thanks to Rams for winning the Super Bowl. If you listen to the podcast form, please rate and review. It's free. I know it takes a little time. It really helps us out. Get the word out there. We want. We want to build a bigger community we want to build a lot of schnitzel talk so we can all talk reasonably about soccer a nice fun space um you know and uh we we'll talk about german and american soccer stuff go usa go germany go love go peace happy valentine's day yes Tschüss. happy valentine's day Tschüss. Macht's gut. Bis nächste Woche. Bye. Bye.